0: what's going on guys welcome to the week five matchup previews tonight it's just myself and garrett um, so we're gonna get right into it we'll do the matchups we are gonna do our matchup last so you guys don't have to skip through that if you don't feel like listening to it then we're gonna do our picks of the week and then we're gonna do um, a Update on the standings. We meant to do it on the Tuesday podcast, but we ran a little bit long, so we'll just do it today at the end. All right. So the first matchup is Hop versus Curtis. Hop has got Russell Wilson. That's you know one of the biggest question marks this week, as he's been really underperforming, and the Rams D is looking good. The Chris Hogan and Josh Gordon stack there is interesting. You really never know what to expect with New England there. And with Gronk potentially hobbled, Gordon could be their big target guy. Chester Rogers, an interesting play with T.Y. Hilton out, banking on the targets he saw last week. Gurley's going to do what Gurley does. He's got Thielen in the flex down there, putting up crazy points every week. Eckler, every week seems like a questionable play, but he seems to put up enough to at least keep the team afloat. And Ebron should have another good week with Doyle out and then Kurt on the other side with, uh, Mike Williams, you know, it's questionable. We saw a big boom week. We saw him kind of come back down to earth last week. Corey Davis is starting to stand out as the, uh, real top receiver there, but he may be shouting by Javius white, Jamison Crowder, I think is going to have a really solid week and I'll explain later the running back core there. We kind of explained or touched on that last week. It's really seems like it's going to be the same unless he, um, Substitute Joe Mixon back in, depending on how that injury situation goes. Uh, Uzma at tight end, that's kind of a question mark between him and Tyler Croft. And then Stills, we haven't seen him really go off since the first week. So what do you think, Garrett? How do you see this matchup going?
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, I think a lot of Hop's week rests on the matchup tonight. Uh, obviously, both Hogan, Gordon, and Edelman, and Gronk aren't going to reach their projection, even even against a Colts defense missing their top two corners. Um I think the thing to watch here is obviously the running back play. No one's going to really touch Gurley, even in a relatively tough matchup at Seattle this week. But Melvin Gordon's probably going to have one of his best weeks on the year against Oakland this week. As you mentioned, Eckler's definitely going to take some of his touches out of the passing game, especially if it's a blowout. But I could easily see Gordon having 20, between 25 and 30. Um, And I think on Johnson's projection is a little bit low Uh, Green Bay's been pretty bad against the run thus far. Uh, Detroit's line has been a lot better this year in creating holes, and I think Carrion's kind of separated himself in that backfield. I think Kurt is really hoping on Mixon to come back so he could maybe flex Carrion and then move Stills up instead of Mike. Or I don't know, actually. Yeah, just so he could flex Carrion and move Stills out.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he would have some more options there if Mixon's back in for sure, um, and Kyle Rudolph, even in a potential shootout, wouldn't be the worst flex in the world, um, but two both teams have one really dependable receiver on bye this week, so that kind of evens out. on Johnson, you know, he really has the talent. He's clearly the most talented running back in the backfield, but Matt Patricia came out and said that he thinks he's giving him plenty of work, and he has this weird allegiance to LeGarrette Blunt because they used to be butt buddies back on the Patriots, so Hopefully he can get some more touches going forward, but it might take a few more weeks for him to really see, you know, workhorse numbers. Yeah. And then um, I think
1: on the on hop side of the ball, you mentioned Chester Rogers. I think a lot of those, like people were, a lot of power pickups this week were in DFS for like Pascal Rogers, um, Ryan Grant, and Naheem Hines. I think last week was kind of an abomination or like an aberration from the Colts regular game plan. There's no way they're going to throw the ball. What was it, like 48 times? again.
0: I think it was 60.
1: times? Yeah, there's no way. So I wouldn't expect to see a similar target share on the road against New England. So I don't think...
0: Right, that's the problem with uh, like a guy like Chester Rogers who's a little more downfield versus Naeem Hines who might not be a bad play with Aaron Rod- or uh, Andrew Luck on a short week after throwing 60 passes, might have a sore arm and be doing a lot of dump-offs. Right, um, I think... But it, it'll be interesting how they those targets play out between these three kind of no-name guys. Right, and
1: I think I mentioned it last week. The New England defense isn't as much of a joke as it was in the beginning, getting back Trey Flowers and Patrick Chung as a safety. And then, obviously, one of these guys without Hilton is going to see a lot of Stephon Gilmore. So, I don't think it's a guarantee point fest in that game tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, so, what's your <clears throat> pick for this matchup? if you looking at it right now. I get. I think it really depends on Mixon's yeah. health, honestly. it's If Mixon's in, I want to say Kurt, and if not, probably Hop. So I think that one's
1: just kind of a wash until we get a clear picture. I think if Mixon was in, I'd feel really confident picking Kurt. Even without Mixon, I mean, you mentioned – I think a big piece we haven't talked about yet is Corey Davis. Uh, obviously had a really big game-winning touchdown last week. Really good matchup this week at Buffalo, even though you might see a little bit of White. I think – he could easily reach the projection. I think I would less confidently pick Kurt without Mixon and if Mixon's in, definitely Kurt. Yeah,
0: I mean that's that's definitely a reasonable pick. Um all right, unless you have any further comments on that we'll move on.
1: Nope.
0: All right, next we got James versus Jake. Um you know, two real solid quarterbacks. I mean you say that seeing Aaron Rodgers' name, but he really hasn't been putting up the numbers you're used to seeing. Um you know, we've talked about Jake's receiving core in the past few weeks. There's really nothing new to say about it, no injuries really. I mean, Julio's always going to have the questionable tag because that's what he does, but just a really potent group of receivers that could go off on you any week. And on the other side, um, James now without Stephon Diggs is a little weaker there, but he's still got enough talent there and targets to really carry him through the week. Um, and then, then going down to the running backs is where James then has the clear advantage there with David Johnson and Marshawn Lynch. Um, I think Philip Lindsay. You know, they said uh, Vance Joseph came out and said that Royce Freeman should get some more touches, and that may or may not be coach speak. But it's hard to rely on either of those guys going forward. You're just kind of betting on a touchdown until you see one guy really separate himself from the the pack. So, and then James also has the clear advantage at tight end, but Gronk mm-hmm. is hobbled. A little bit of a, a question mark there, and then Allison, if he can play. James has a really solid flex there, but depending on what goes on with the concussion, James bench really doesn't have that many solid options to replace him. Um, So what do you think?
1: Uh, One point I would disagree with you on is Gronk, obviously in talent and name being much more significant than Kittle, but in the way they perform this season and in their outlook going forward, I think Kittle is pretty not comparable, but not a significant difference as you might think he gets a pretty good matchup against Arizona this week. Obviously, had a monster week last week, last week with Bathard back there. He's actually been the number one or two graded tight end thus far in terms of just being able to run routes and pass blocks. So he's got really no competition for snaps back there. With Marquis Goodwin out, he's definitely the number one option in that pass game versus Gronk, and now has Edelman and now, you know, now Edelman and Hogan and Josh Gordon to compete with. Um, so I think Gronk obviously has a good opportunity. He's super talented, but. I wouldn't say that's a significant advantage. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned Geronimo Allison. It was really questionable for me to see Stephon Diggs for Lynch, but I guess we'll talk about that later. But if Geronimo's out, who do you think James puts in for the flex?
0: Uh, I don't know there. I mean, I'd almost say you might want to drop Ivory or – Or, oh, yeah, it doesn't even have Disley in his IR spot. So, you really have to drop Disley and find somebody on the bench, I think, would probably be a better option this week. Or, find somebody on the waiver, sorry, would probably be a better option this week than anything he has sitting on his bench. Yeah, because in terms of
1: reliability, I really don't think is going to play. He's still in the concussion protocol today. Um, And to that point, I think Robert Woods, obviously, really solid receiver, but I don't think he's going to have a monster week on the road today or this week. Galde, I could see being his best receiver this week with Funchess seeing a lot of uh, Jackrabbit this week. Um, that being said, I think you can't argue with Jake's receivers matchups. Julio Jones has the worst pass defense in the league, even though he hasn't touched the end zone this week. This, so thus far, he had like, what, 170 yards last week?
0: Yeah, he's averaging, I think, 126 yards a game. Yeah, so
1: that's going to be a great play. I think Rodgers, you know, does what Rodgers does. And then, yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty lopsided win for Jake, honestly.
0: Interesting. Um, I think James will put up a bigger score than you're anticipating. It really is dependent on Allison, but if he can make a decent enough waiver pickup where he can get 10 to 12 points there, I think he could carry his team. But again, it all really depends on how Jake's receivers do with all the blow potential they have. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm not not saying James is going to put up a bet. I think he'll put up like 130 or high 120s, but I think Jake is at least 150 this week.
0: Yeah. All right. We can move on to the next one, then, if you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, next, we got Andrew and David. Two solid quarterbacks again. It'll be interesting to see what Andrew Luck does. Actually, you know How about you take this one? I took the last two.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you think about – you mentioned two good quarterbacks, but obviously we saw last week when I was able to beat Andrew was the kind of lack of that Breeze Michael Thomas stack. And I think, you know, the rest of these guys are a little bit boom or bust. Myus Hyde has been one of the most efficient backs and obviously Michelle, but Ingram's a little bit of a question mark coming back against Washington. Diggs has a little bit of a tough matchup at Philadelphia this week. Um, but yeah, what do you think about Breeze and Michael Thomas going against the pretty decent Redskins defense thus far? Um
0: I think it's a fairly safe play. It's a home game in the Dome. Drew Brees is historically a lot better at home. And Josh Norman doesn't typically follow the number one receiver, right? He kind of stays out of slot coverage as far as I know. Am I wrong there?
1: I think for certain receivers he does. And I feel like this might be one of the weeks he does.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh Norman's a great corner, but he still has had good receivers put up decent enough fantasy weeks on him and Breeze I'm not as worried about Breeze as I would be about Mike Thomas. I think Breeze is gonna spread the ball around like he always does and get some, but as long as Mike Thomas can get, you know, seven for eighty or ninety, he's not gonna kill Andrew this week. It's really just dependent on his blow up guy like Cooper. Um it's you know, you don't know what to expect from Ingram coming back and uh, you know, Michelle, you never know what happens with the Patriots and what the usage is there. Um you know, I got to give the edge to Andrew just because of the strength of his team, but David has you know, really made some solid moves with his team and turned around from the first couple of weeks. And he's a real threat to put up pretty high score any week now, um, as long as his receivers don't completely fall on their face. So Mm -hmm. what do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, just looking at Zeke and McCaffrey, definitely going to hit their projections probably more than that. I could see 25 for them easily. Um, that being said, I think it's a little bit questionable about Fuller this week. He's been nagged by hamstring injuries pretty much his whole career. He might just suit up but with the emergence of a Kiki Kuti out there. I don't know if he sees the same level of success against Dallas. Um, and then I think Anunma has a down week against Denver's defense this week. And same with Doug Baldwin going against the Rams. So I don't know if this is going <clears> to <throat> be one of those blow-up weeks for any of his receivers. Um except for Jared Cook, honestly, who's been a little bit sneakily consistent. Um, But I think if I had to pick right now, I would go with Andrew's team, just based off of, you know, even if Cooper or Diggs or both of them have a bad week, uh, Hyde and Michelle have been pretty consistent. And like you said, Breeze is bound to put up 20-plus, and Michael Thomas will at least hit 15. So I think he could win in a close one.
0: Yeah, I got to agree. I think I'm going to give the edge to Andrew here. All right, next we'll go on to George versus Joe. Um, Cam and I mean, Cam has been a really solid quarterback this week. You know, a lot of people don't like to give him credit, but he's definitely in the top five. Uh, Alex Smith has had some kind of inconsistent play so far, but I think that's going to be more or less of a shootout game. So I think you'll see some solid scoring there. Um, Joe obviously has the edge of receiver there with Brown and Hill. Although we've seen Tyreek have two pretty down weeks the past couple of weeks in a row. So he's not immortal, you know. And Calvin Ridley, you can't expect that same kind of efficiency, but it's going to be another shootout. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him get in the end zone. Uh, whereas George Keenan Allen, I think he'll bounce back from his, you know, down weeks that he's had. But a shepherd and Marvin Jones is a little bit of a weaker play this week, I think. Lamar Miller hasn't done much. Crowell, it's tough. Um, Joe, again, with With Camaro alone, he would have the edge over these two running backs this week, which has got to be really tough to see with George. Um, And just overall, going down the rest of the lineup, it's clear that Joe has the advantage here. It's tough to break it down any other way, really. (laughs) What do you think?
1: Yeah, I really want to see my friend George win, but he gets arguably the toughest team in the league to face this week, all in good matchups. A.B., who's had just kind of like pretty average numbers as far, like just for him, a little bit below average, gets Atlanta this week, should have a lot of points. Um, to your point about Tyree Kill, he saw he still saw 15 targets last week in a down week for Mahomes relatively. And he gets Jacksonville at home, which sounds scary with Jalen Ramsey, but also remember that against like a quicker, smaller receiver like Odell, he was pretty forgiving, and I can see – He's just too locked into their game plan to have anything less than 15 at this point, I would say. Um, and then, like you said, Kamara, even AP and Chris Thompson are so much better than anyone that George has on that side of the ball. I think George's only potential saving grace would be, like you said, Cam Newton having a big week, Keenan Allen you know, getting back to form. And then Jimmy Graham, I think, as you mentioned, with the with the Packers receiving injuries, having a big week would be the only way that George could even put up a fight, but yeah, you can't pick against Joe's team.
0: Yeah, I, I could also see uh, Justin Tucker having a sneaky twenty point <laughs> week, just with two more defensive teams just kind of kicking field goals all game, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, but then you look across the other side, and Joe's got the butt kicker. So,
0: right, that's true. Yeah,
1: you never know. All right, we'll move on from this one.
0: Not much, too much to say about that. We got Jay and Manny up next. All right, um, we got Rivers versus Watson. Um, Watson obviously has the higher ceiling, but Rivers has been incredibly consistent and always has. Odell versus Carolina. Um, Carolina's been all right against receivers. I don't think they've really allowed anybody to go off against them this year, but Odell's kind of been struggling. He hasn't gotten in the end zone yet. And Devontae Adams should probably see Darius Slay, but I think he is pretty much a lock for a touchdown most weeks. Tate and Edelman's kind of the battle of the PPR receivers running short routes where uh, Edelman, you could say is more fresh, but I think Tate is a little more football in better football shape, obviously. And he's already showed that he's capable of getting in the end zone and breaking off long runs. Uh, Landry, I think is, at, he's going to have a slower week this week, might not get in the end zone, but he has a really great schedule coming up. So I think he's going to be really valuable. Jay down the stretch. Um, Jeffrey last week was, had a great debut. Um, the running backs, he's finally playing, or I should say Jay is finally playing uh, two running backs, not on the same team, but manny, I mean, manny with Aaron Jones, as we kind of mentioned a couple weeks back before he came back from suspension, Aaron Jones is looking like he's going to be the star back there, and Aaron Rodgers is a big fan of him, talks about him, and says he's the best talent they've had in a long time. And manny clear got the clear advantage at tight end, um, Brandon Cooks. Is obviously the better flex option here, but has actually been pretty consistent the past few weeks and it's gonna be a pretty much a lock for a shootout game there. So I could easily see a eighty yards and a touchdown game there. Uh what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think uh a big problem for Jay potentially would be Devontae Adams. Uh, came down with the cap injury on Tuesday, I believe, and hasn't practiced since. Uh so obviously he's got a wealth of receivers, wouldn't be the hugest deal, but He's consistently put up 18-25 points for him, and he would have a nice matchup against Detroit, so that could be a a pretty decent hit against him. Jarvis actually gets a pretty tough matchup against Baltimore this week. Uh, They get Jimmy Smith back. They still have a pretty nice secondary. Uh, They were able to hold Juju and AB down last week. I don't know if Baker's going to be able to take on Baltimore just as well. Um, Cook's obviously one of the best receivers in the league this year. Definitely going to be out the flex, in a flex against the new. Um But like you said, my dad has pretty good running back options, even though Hunt has a pretty tough matchup. I think I might give the edge to my dad if Devontae doesn't play. But if Adams does play and isn't just a decoy, Jay will probably win.
0: Yeah, it's really dead, you know, even match here for me, kind of in my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I guess obviously that injury really plays a significant role, and like you said, that'll big difference here. But I could see Manny getting the win even without the injury, so I'll have to. It's gonna be cl- think it's up. gonna be
1: close. I mean, it's really gonna depend on Edelman today.
0: I think Manny needs to drop one of his guys, like Ted Ginn, on the bench and pick up another defense to play this week because I don't know if. Philly, if Minnesota is going to be able to stop Philly's passing attack enough to where they're going to put up that big scoring, yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure he's going to. to, So he just takes forever to do anything. So
0: you're good on that. We'll move on to our last matchup, which is me and you. Oh boy, Tom Luckness Brady playing tonight, so we're going to see how that goes. You guys are obviously either during or after the game, but uh, I think Ben can. Keep up with him this week with just the good matchup he has at home versus Atlanta, whose defense is just racked with injuries. AJ might be shadowed by Xavier Howard, but with guys like AJ and Odell and those kind of guys, you never know what can happen. But it's definitely not a matchup you look for. Whereas Hopkins should see pretty um, light competition with his gameplay and the way he plays, and he should get at least ten receptions. Cup over John Brown, I think, is you know an advantage. Positionally, right there, but then Keelan Cole with his matchup at Kansas City should see at least eight or nine targets there, and he's a very talented guy. Ryan Grant, it's just kind of like a upside play as T.Y. Hilton's out tonight and uh, Jack Doyle's out. And when T.Y. went down last week or on Sunday, uh, Andrew Luck, after that, threw like five passes to Grant in the matter of like a quarter. So it's just kind of, I mean, we all know, we all know what's going on with my team here. We all know I'm in the dump. <laughs> And uh, plays. I mean, Taewon Taylor uh, with Tredavious White maybe shadowing uh, Corey Davis. He might be able to break off some runs against Buffalo's weaker uh, other options. And hoping Devonta Freeman can come back and just drag his nuts on Garrett's fucking lifeless cloaks. I don't know. I need some help. But uh, Garrett, you can break it down because you've got fucking great matchups all the way through. I've tried to find a a matchup to ding you on, but.
1: You're going to need a lot of help. Both personally, professionally, fantasy wise, after this week. Um, you don't have terrible matchups. Cooper Cup has Seattle, even though he's away, they've been pretty bad against slot receivers, which is where he does a lot of his damage. Uh Ryan Grant, we mentioned the Colts receivers before. It's kind of a lottery draw in terms of Pascal, Rogers, Grant, one of them is gonna have at least an okay game. Uh that being said, if Grant's not is Grant the slot guy or is he an outside receiver?
0: Uh, he moves around a little bit, but I think he's most, mostly an outside receiver.
1: Yeah, so you might see a little bit of Gilmore, which could negate some of that. Naheem Hines was their leading receiver last week. And like we said, there's not going to be that many pass attempts this game. On the road, I don't think they'll possess the ball as much, but I could see Hines in his projection. But that being said, I mean, my matchups are just really good this week. Um,
0: yeah, I what Geo did to Atlanta last week, so James Conner is going to have a very solid game.
1: Yeah, he's going to feast. Hertz is going to beat up on Minnesota. Tyler Boyd, he's mentioned, yeah. is going to avoid Xavier Howard against Miami at home. Um, even Barkley, you know, Carolina's defense has been pretty good against the pass, but has given up over 100 yards a game to each running back this far. And, you know, he just gets so many targets. He really has a pretty safe floor. Uh, and even John Brown against Cleveland. Um, I don't think they'll put Denzel Ward on him. They'll probably keep him on a Crabtree, so you should see a lot of deep targets. And he's also been pretty su- pretty successful on a uh, little underneath routes too. So can yeah. expect to see pretty consistent see, production yeah. from you. And then I think the D just,
0: kickers are kind of a wash this week. What's that? As I'm just looking at the D and kickers, I think that's kind of a wash this week. Neither of us has like some pre- prime
1: matchup on each side. I mean, you got. The ghost of Dan Bailey. What are you talking about? <laughs> he put up zero against Buffalo one week. So I don't really. And then on the road, you, on the road against Philly, I don't know about that.
0: Does he call the plays, motherfucker? Does he choose when they run
1: field goals? They <laughs> didn't attempt a field goal. They didn't attempt a field goal. What is he supposed to do? <laughs> sit there and run sit there the and watch plays? like what you're going to do. Yeah, what, what an asshole Dan Bailey is for not getting put on the field. <laughs> His fucking
0: coach you retard. and then
1: you got some guy named joff Swame as your tight end because he had jeff
0: you uneducated <laughs> illiterate jeff swaim is gonna drag his nuts on your face when he jumps over top of the defense and catches two touchdowns i'm pretty sure he's
1: hadn't he- he's had a been a healthy scratch for one game this year so you can believe in him all you <laughs> want but however you want to go about it. And I think you're right. The only hope you have is that Devonta Freeman comes back to his two years ago form against Pittsburgh and puts up 35. And then I'd be only slightly nervous, but I think it's going to be a landslide for me.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I have nothing to lose. So if Naeem <laughs> Hines and Ryan Grant points tonight, you're going to be sweating, man. You better get the towels ready. You still
1: have your pride. So I'm going to take that away from you.
0: All right. Well, um, we'll move on. Um, we also uh, forgot to say we're going to look through the waivers. Um, do you want to do that now, or do you, you have any comments you want to make on the trade?
1: Uh, yeah, let's talk about the trade first.
0: Okay. All right, so Garrett wants to give a few comments on the uh, trade between James and Andrew since he couldn't join the Tuesday podcast. Go ahead, Garrett.
1: I think on paper it makes sense for both sides and that Andrew kind of need a replacement receiver for Hilton going down for – however long, and James has been frustrated with his RB2 and even with David Johnson's production this so far this year. But that being said, I don't think it was a reasonable solution for James particularly, and not even that great for Andrew, honestly. Marshawn Lynch, obviously, picture of consistency thus far. Raiders are trying to run the ball, but I think just going forward, you can't really trust him based on not only the matchups he has coming up, but... His offensive line's been kind of hobbled. He lost uh, all-pro left tackle Donald Penn this week. Um, Marshawn's been kind of injury-prone towards the middle of the season. Diggs, even though he's the number two receiver in Minnesota, to Thielen, who's had an ungodly amount of targets, still has shown pretty big play potential. And has saved James' ass plenty of weeks, including last week uh, with 23. So... I think you can't really look at Diggs as a boom-bust type player, and Marshawn is just straight-up consistent because it's just not that simple in terms of just running back versus receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but Marshawn, I think his floor is even... I don't think he's going to keep putting up 20-point weeks, Mm -hmm. but I think he's got a pretty solid floor roughly around where Diggs' floor is, um, depending on game script and things like that. Um, And then, I, I mean, what do you think... It's all about the amount of points you can fit into a matchup. So if he's losing, you know, ten, five to ten points of consistency at receiver and gaining 10 to 15 at running back, it's a positive for his team going forward to win.
1: Right, but I'm just saying – yeah, I'm just saying I would target someone different because I don't believe in Marshawn as much, but I guess that's a matter of opinion. All I have to yeah, yeah. say is it's not a robbery like you stole Kevin Coleman and Cooper Cup, so – Good job, James, for not God. getting robbed like Kurt did.
0: Garrett is just mad that he got trade raped and got Tom Brady thinking he was getting some elite <laughs> quarterback. Told him, told him to look at the history books, but he didn't listen. He thought he was making the smoothest move of the century. Trade I'm
1: going to Kavanaugh investigate your fucking trade with Kurt. I know that he was under the. I know <laughs> he was under the influence. He was under duress when he made that trade.
0: He's always under the influence. Exactly.
1: He needs, a, guard- so he's
0: needs not- a guardian. So Kurt's not allowed to trade then. All right,
1: Without his guardian's permission,
0: no. <laughs> you want to be his guardian. Yeah, I see what's going sure. on. Sure. Right, let's move on here. We're going to go on to the uh, waivers. Uh, so obviously got to talk about you know Kiki, Kuti, or QT. I've heard it a million different ways. A lot of money to be spent by Joe, who has one of the better receiving cores in the league, I think. Um, what do you think was going on there? What do you think his mindset was. He's not even
1: starting him. I'm just realizing that. He has Peterson in his flex and is not even going to start this guy. That being said, I really like Kuti. I mean, there's so much to read about. Like, first game out of the injury, he had a bunch of targets last week. It's out fuller there. Wes Welker's like their receiving coach who's like a slot guy. They don't have a tight end who's really a threat, so he's going to get a lot of this underneath slot work. So he's obviously got a ton of potential. That being said, I think it's a bit of an overpay. Especially for someone like Joe, who isn't even going to start in most weeks, so good right. for Joe for taking off my seven dollar bid and just putting down twenty six just for the fuck. So good job. Oh yeah, I think
0: I had eleven or twelve in there for him. Uh, yeah, I think he'll have some really solid weeks going forward. And if there were to to Hopkins or Fuller, I mean, uh, they only throw to like two or three receivers there ever. Uh, and they don't use the tight end much. And he was really highly touted in the offseason. Um, people liked him a lot. And Houston was a really bad landing spot for him, honestly, behind two really talented receivers. Mm-hmm. But I think forward, he will definitely emerge for some more games kind of like this. Um, Cam Brait, I think was a really great pickup. I didn't really expect to see anybody grab him uh, on the bye week, but that's a really solid grab. He's kind of come back to life in the past couple weeks with Fitzpatrick. And in history, uh Jameis Winston has always loved Cam Bray, and he throws him in the uh, red zone all the time. So I think that was a really good sneaky pickup by Jay. Lee. Yeah, did you... especially
1: without O.J. Howard.
0: Right, and that injury too. I forgot about that. That adds to it even more. I'm not going to say
1: I told uh, Jay, but
0: I did. Yeah, I mean, it's, we all give each other advice. Um, I was really looking at Cameron Bray like two weeks ago thinking about him as a replacement for Trey Burton. I come this week and realize he's on a fucking bye. So I had to get my boy Jeff Swain. That's all right. Oh cause he's going to dunk it.
1: You Switch um, from a guy other... with three names to Jeff Swain. So you're really, really putting up those really quality dudes up there. Hey, Houston's giving
0: up a touchdown to the tight end every week so far. And I think Swain is the target leader in Dallas' awful receiving
1: core. So it's not <laughs> like they're going to
0: put up much. It's be good for. So hopefully, I'm just looking for a touchdown to keep me afloat. That's all I need. The target, so we'll le- the target actually, leader like, in
1: Dallas is like beating the Val Victorian at the TARD school.
0: <laughs> uh, I also like David's pickup of um Willie Sneed. Uh I was actually looking at him recently and he's actually been surprisingly consistent. Nobody's even seen he's hit ten PPR points like every week with a ceiling and floor of like nine and eleven points. But uh you know, I didn't want to grab him because at this point I need some big play potential. here. He's useless to a team like mine. Uh, pathetic, useless, winless team <laughs> like mine. Um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Just sorry, imploding on you yourself right, there. Oh, man. <laughs> um, any other big waiver pickups that stuck out to you? Oh, wow. I didn't see you picked up uh, Valdis Scanlink. That was a really great pickup. Really sneaky. I don't think a lot of people even know who the fuck he is. But uh, with... Allison in a concussion protocol, Adams with a calf injury, or Cobb is just an old man. He could be the fucking number one receiver for Green Bay. That's scary. Yeah, he
1: could. All three of those guys could be out this week. None of them have practiced thus far. He's been. Valdis Gandling is one of like three rookies who's, but he's the standout. McCarthy's talked a lot about yeah. him. He was like an athletic freak in college. Um,
0: yeah, I don't Equanimius St. Brown hasn't done anything. Another three-name
1: weirdo. Yeah, no. And then he got a couple targets last week, made a mental error on one, but had a pretty nice catch on the other. So it's definitely worth it just as a speculative pickup. The only other one I would say would be um, Mike Davis, I think is a pretty smart pickup. Obviously Seattle's backfield situation is always a mess. Their line isn't really very good, but someone's got to come out of it. and Mike Davis looked pretty good. Um And Chris Carson could still be hurt, so could be a a serviceable depth player for Jake. Yeah. All right,
0: cool. Um, So we can move on then. We'll do our pick of the week next. You want to do that? Let's do it. All right, so my pick of the week, uh, I'm going to follow pretty much the exact same uh, reasoning and logic I did last week with my pick of Sterling Shepard. Actually, I should mention, uh, last week we went three for three. Uh, We picked Philip Lindsay, Sterling Shepard, and who's the other one, Garrett?
1: Phil Penzi, Shepherd Shepard, and um, Eckler.
0: And Austin Eckler, right. And they all put up, uh, I think, 15 points was the lowest score there. Um, mm. So, yeah, it was a pretty solid prediction week there. So, my pick this week is going to be Jamison Crowder. Um, again, the skins are going against the Saints, and he's a slot receiver mm. much similar to Shepard. So, I'm going to mm. think that he'll probably see a lot of targets with the absence of their um, slot corner, I think, when he break his ankle or something like that. So, yeah, I think he's good for at least eight catches for 80, 90 yards and maybe a touchdown if he becomes a shootout here. But either way, I think he's a really solid option. You're just mad. Do your
1: pick. My pick of the week, we touched on it earlier, the now leading running back for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones. Far and away the best running back they have there, even though I held on to Jamal, held out some hope for him. Uh, last week, Aaron ran all over the Bills. Uh, only had on only half the carries. He still averaged almost five yards a carry with a touchdown, good amount of yards. Uh, Colin mentioned earlier Rodgers loves them, definitely wants, especially with Rodgers kind of still hobbled back there for them to rely on the run. And what better team to run against than the worst ranked run defense in the Detroit Lions? So I think he at least has. 70 yards in a score this week might not be in, as involved in the passing game with Ty Montgomery always back there but 70 yards in a score isn't too bad
0: all right cool we'll see how those turn out um pretty soon we'll have to go back through and listen and just look at all our picks and kind of tally up what our scores have been so far i think we've done pretty well so far um especially with last week that'll kind of tip the scales a bit all right, so finally we're going to move on to the points for and points against analysis. We're just going to go through the leaders um, and think who's, or predict who's going to you know, stay where they are, go up or go down. Uh, so right now the points for leader is actually Kurt, who's dropped down to fifth. Uh, what do you think about him going forward? I think he'll have some up and down weeks in terms of wins and losses, depending on his matchups. But I think we've seen his team put up 150 consistently. Um, so I think he'll keep plugging along and kind of pass some other people. I mean I, I not pass other people, sorry. I think he'll keep plugging along and kind of keep
1: making separation. I think he'll stay in the top five, but obviously without his man Cup or Coleman, uh once he gets mixed back, it should be helpful. But I think he stays top five, but he's not gonna be your points four leader at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, well going forward with uh Freeman back, I think Coleman will kind of fade out a little bit more, but we'll see what goes on there. Um and Andrew's right behind him. Andrew, another team who only got stronger this week, so I expect to really stay up in the top three range. Um Who's next? we got you coming up. I mean, you're a good 30 points behind, but like we said, there's a lot of really big gaps and it can close quick uh, as we see with, you know, scores ranging between 100 and 190. So um, I think you'll keep going. Um, If you were to fall outside of the top five in terms of standing, I think you'll pretty easily make the 6.4 playoff spot. But what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I'll keep putting up decent scores as long as everyone stays healthy, especially with the return of Legatron next week. I think I'll definitely stay top five in points four at least. All right.
0: Um, And the next is a pretty big cluster difference of only like less than 10 points between Jake, Joe, David. Um, All those teams are pretty similar. I guess Jake and... Joe are pretty similar with Joe's team being a little stronger with his below up players, um, but they're also going to have their down weeks. Whereas I think David will kind of keep plugging along with some 130 to 150 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think it'll kind of average out to where those guys are all really kind of clustered together within 20, 25 points the rest of the season, as far as it looks right now.
1: Yeah, I actually disagree. I think Jake is going to separate himself. He's been on a pretty upward trend with James White, and like you mentioned, Lindsay on the come up. um, And then Joe, obviously, I think both Jake and Joe are going to stay top five. And if I had to take someone out, it would be Kurt. Um, David, I think, will stay, like you said, keeping that middle of the pack with just such a safe running back floor. And then James, I think he's going to be on the bubble here pretty shortly.
0: Yeah, I think James is he's pretty far behind everybody else. Um, So he's kind of right down in the range with Manny, James, Hop. Jay's a little bit behind, and then, the difference between me and Jay is the same as the difference between Jay and Hop. So it's really James, Manning, Hop are in another tier by themselves right now. Um, I think Manny's the most likely candidate to separate himself there. His team's looking really strong, especially with Aaron Jones taking on more work, hopefully.
1: Yeah, and the return of Edelman, the return of Jeffrey. He's kind of weighed on those guys, both coming into pre safe right. roles. I think he could easily overtake James and kind of be in that David slot of, like, but the reverse in that he has a couple of, Low or high floor wide receiver ones. David has a lot of solid running backs. So in that five, four, five spot there.
0: Yeah. All right. And then the last three is, you know, Jay, me, and George. Jay is 525. I have 504. George is 472. So a lot of separation between the three of us, but I would obviously put us kind of down in the bottom tier just because there's so much of a difference between us and the next grouping. Then um, this is, you know, a low enough score. 50 points is a stretch for one week, but that, between me and Jay, that could easily change in one week. Um, but we still have a lot of ways to go before we're contenders for that playoff spot.
1: Yeah, I think you and George should just make a day for the toilet ball already. Just kind of set up something where you guys could watch the games head to head because Jay's going to separate himself. As you saw, his receivers with Cooks, Adams, Landry, all wide receiver ones. The thing that holds him back is just this running back situation which could honestly change it based on Fournette's health or if an RB goes down, he's able to get it with some fab. But um, other than that, if Jake's got Jake's receivers stay healthy, I think he's got a pretty, pretty safe bet at uh, being the king of the lower middle tier.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, And then points again, so we don't need to go through the rankings because you can't really predict what's going to happen there. But I just want everybody to take note of the fact that I'm the highest points against leader, um, and everybody made a big deal about it last year, and nobody wants to say anything about it this year. So I see who my friends are.
1: That being said, I think um, the, uh, only, the only one that's notable is David being the lowest, as James pointed out in the group, being the lowest points against, obviously pretty high in points for, but a pretty slim differential there, which could come back to hurt him once he starts playing real teams.
0: Yep, definitely. I think uh, he's going to see some harder times down the road there.
1: Same with Andrew. I mean, Andrew topping points for, but he's had some pretty right. pretty easy matchups. Still, he hit the got stopped by me last week. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see what happens going forward. We'll uh, try to update this week eight and kind of do you know a little cross section throughout the season um, and just keep updating it. So, all right. Unless you have any closing comments, Garrett.
1: Uh prepare to lose.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> um I have nothing to lose. My soul is gone. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you on Tuesday to uh dissect how I come back with a miracle win to beat Garrett and make him want to quit fantasy forever. <laughs> uh we'll see you then. Good luck. <laughs>